Welcome to the Soul Archaeology Podcast, a space for connection, resonance, witnessing, and learning. Together we'll harvest medicine from the spiral of life, sharing conversations with other embodied humans who have navigated their own initiations and found alignment with their true soul essence. With weekly astrology, energy updates, embodied conversation, and channeled teachings, this is a space for you to land and find resonance with the spiral of your own soul. Hello, welcome back to Soul Archaeology. Happy to be here with you today. I think I'm in a bit of a full moon hangover still, sort of starting to feel a little bit of um, the shift and movement out of that sort of emotional activation that came with that supercharged full moon. It was opposite Pluto. It really cracked us open. We've also had a pretty charged Schumann resonance and um, some solar flares that are really activating our field. You know, they're calling forward our shadow. They're asking for us to sit with the parts being activated that are resonating with the the current activations externally. You know, what's what's coming up, the, the emotional activations, the frequency and where that's resonating within us. It's so fascinating to sort of feel the shift since Pluto moved into Aquarius. It feels extremely fast. It feels um, really revealing as far as what we're going to be moving through in this next chapter. I think we're getting little glimpses and sort of, um, I just feel in within my own consciousness, things sort of downloading in, um, opening up spaces things I haven't thought about before or things that I didn't really consider um, prior to this shift starting to open up within me questions that want to be, um, you know, welcomed into my field and explored and thoughts, patterns emerging that I hadn't really seen with such clarity before. And just so much fast movement. Um, I've been moving a little bit slower because I'm sort of in a grief container processing and um, personally. And so I've just really let myself since landing back in LA, back in Topanga, just really allowed myself to just be. I've been doing a lot of inner child work um, with myself and really just working to clear some of the things surfacing within me, the the emotions, the feelings that are that were activated by Arlo's loss, but have been sort of old and stagnant within me as well. And so I've been moving a little bit slower. I had a busy week with work, but um, as far as my own personal sort of processing space, I've been just allowing myself to really be in it, to not force or, you know, in, try to create some sort of change within me, but just being with it. And I always really feel that presence is medicine. The present moment is where we are able to extract the most truth from. Um, When we are activated, when we are in survival, when we are dysregulated, we're in the past or the future. We're either pulling from future potential future timelines, worrying Um, If we're anxious, we're oftentimes in future timelines sort of 
projecting what potentially could happen. And when we're, you know, looping through something, it's typically we're in the past. And when we're in the past or the future, nothing's certain, nothing's real or true. They're simply projections. They're projections from something that has occurred or something that could potentially occur. And our sense of safety, groundedness comes through the body. And as we really, you know, begin to move forward, as Uranus begins to move forward through through Taurus again, um, which is something I'll talk about in this episode, it's reminding us, you know, further highlighting the importance of staying present with our body, uh, the importance of embodiment practices of, you know, honoring the body through the healing process, because that's really where we find the medicine that we need to process what it is we're experiencing in real time. And what's interesting about that is unless you're in, you know, an actual situation that requires your survival to kick on, if you're in a dangerous situation or in a traumatic situation, almost every time you pause and you tune in, you'll realize that you're okay, that you're intact, that you're living, breathing, that your physical safety is not actually in danger. And that's where we really get to harvest the medicine from. Presence enables us to not only experience peace and safety, it also allows us to move and feel and experience what's beyond survival, what is beyond the space of fear and anxiety. When we drop into presence, we can harvest beauty, joy, the things that aren't as available when we are in hypervigilance, when we're scanning for threats, when we're waiting to be overcome or destroyed, when we're waiting for something bad to happen. It's hard to drop into that space of presence, of receptivity, of being open and ready to experience joy and pleasure. And so presence is so important and presence begins with honoring the experiences within our body, our somatic experiences, and bringing the healing down through the body in order to actually transmute, in order to actually shift and change our frequency. I do believe that the new earth that we're creating is birthed through the physical body. It's birthed through the human experience. It's not separate from it. And I think that's a lot of the medicine that Taurus brings is it it encourages us to drop down, to drop in. It encourages us to find enough safety to experience pleasure, to experience joy, to experience beauty. One of my favorite quotes, um, is David White, and he says that beauty is the harvest of presence. And I so believe that it's almost impossible for us to fully feel and experience beauty unless we are present. And when we're present, we realize beauty is everywhere. It's woven into everything. It's accessible. It's attainable it's tactile and it's in your home it's in nature it's in 
the person's face when you're talking to them. It's it's in everything. And the more we can sort of see and feel and experience that, the more this human experience makes sense, the more we can really harvest from it. And this is, of course, very Venusian of me to be highlighting, you know, the um, the importance of beauty in life. And Jupiter is trying Venus this week. So there is really an opportunity to sort of work with beauty, work with money, work with love in order to open doors, open gateways. We have a huge opportunity with Uranus going direct. All of the planets are direct now until April, which is super exciting. And we're moving into eclipse season around that time. So we have some momentum. We have some forward moving energy to really work with here. We are moving at a faster and faster rate and we'll continue to sort of do that as we just roll straight through 2024. I think by the time we hit the summer, we'll sort of be, you know, moving into that slower retrograde period. But the spring, the end of winter and spring are very fast. They're electric. Of course, we have a lot in earth right now. We have a lot in Capricorn. Um, Uranus went direct, like I said, over the weekend. So we have this sort of picking up where we left off in August. So thinking back to August, 2023, when Uranus went retrograde, we've been doing this sort of recalibration, recollecting of the information and data we need in order to evolve through this transit. Um, Uranus will be moving into Gemini in 2025. And we've talked about what happens when planets begin to move through the last degrees of a sign. And so we'll kind of be navigating that space over the next year, really looking at and squeezing out all of the medicine from this Uranus and Taurus transit, reevaluating money, relationships, our bodies, our physical embodiment, the material plane, what it means to feel safe and secure, how we build stability and structure, and also where we're gripping to outdated systems, outdated beliefs, outdated ways of staying safe, staying in the familiar. Uranus is a revolutionary, and so it is revolutionizing Taurus. It brings about fast, quick, revolutionary change. And of course, Taurus doesn't love that. Taurus likes to move slowly. It likes to be secure and sure about its movements and Uranus doesn't need that. So we're also looking at where do we drag our feet? You know, where do we hold ourselves back? And as Uranus starts to move direct with Pluto and Aquarius as well, there's this definite highlighting of any areas where we tend to stay small, safe, in the familiar in order to stay secure, in order to appease the ego or appease your inner child that is seeking safety. Uranus is one of the two planets that rule Aquarius. And so there's certainly certainly this um, theme around revolution that we're moving towards. And that is applied to our financial systems. It's applied to um, our relationships 
I'm noticing so many endings, new beginnings in the relational field, so many new projects being birthed as well. Um, I have clients who have been waiting, waiting, waiting for things to sort of materialize or move forward or come through the birth canal. And um, finally, it's it's funny, I had so many things come through last week for clients that they'd been prepping for and things that we really were working through around their their financial framework. Um, doing some really deep karmic work around money, belief systems, um, ancestral imprints within our money framework. A lot of relational work, um, work around the connection to self, which is of course the root of relational work as well. And it was just so fun to see this liberation, this energy of movement cracking through into the next layer that occurred last week, um, or really over the weekend when Uranus went direct. And this is kind of what we're looking at is sort of where are the breakthroughs? Where are we being asked to, once again, revolutionize our relationship with money? What we think is possible. I mean, it's incredible to see all of the entrepreneurs that have been birthed through this transit, especially since, you know, 2020. And the opportunity held within social media, online businesses, the wealth that it creates, the opportunity that it creates for families, the remote work. So just noticing where are you limiting yourself and how can you liberate yourself? This is a really good thing to think about this week as we have um, a trine between Venus and Jupiter. There's an opening there. There's an opportunity to really call in manifest um, around love and money, relationships and your financial framework. And that always begins with looking beneath the hood, right? What are the beliefs? What are the patterns? Are they serving? There's also a conjunction between Mars and Mercury. So there's opportunity for conversations to occur around this. Um, just noticing when you're reacting from the wound or when you're responding, responding from the heart. Remembering the embodiment piece that if you are dysregulated and the person you're speaking to is dysregulated, you won't be responding from the heart. You won't be connecting from the heart. You'll be connecting through the wound. So depending on your own resources, tools, it's nice to sort of take a break and to come back together when there's regulation, if co-regulation isn't available at that time, and to really just lean on presence and operating from that space. When you're pulled out of the present, we respond, like I said, from the past or the future, which it doesn't hold truth. So just notice if there are old patterns, old beliefs, old stories being told right now around money, relationships, that it's calling you into a space within yourself to shine more light, to, sh- to bring in more love, to share if there's been something you've been wanting to work on to invite through perhaps sitting with where is there resistance to that where do you need a healthy nudge from maybe mars or um, some of these transits through capricorn pluto and aquarius to open up that space to liberate yourself within that space to create new programs new stories new beliefs i was talking to a dear friend Um, today and we were talking about how important doing hard things is (laughs) that kind of sounds weird but 
the importance of doing hard things and proving to yourself that you can do hard things, that you can change that narrative, that you can start to rewire the your your confidence, how you what you think is possible. I believe that like I said earlier, we're birthing a new world through the physical. And so we're calling into our fields opportunities for expansion, which is why we're challenged so much right now. We're being asked to increase our capacity to build resilience. We are upgrading our nervous systems. That's kind of why we're here is we're helping the physical ascend as well. And so when we go through these challenges and we notice that this, you know, hyper arousal happens and this activation within our system occurs, that it's an opportunity to rewire that experience, to teach our systems that there's a difference between what's occurring now and what has has occurred, that we can have new experiences and respond to them differently. And the way we do that is through doing difficult things, is proving to our our bodies that we can move through challenge and come out the other side intact and alive when we stay present with it, that we can face adversity, that we can enter into the lion's den and face the fears. And you might have been feeling this building with the full moon, which was really forcing us to be courageous. It's looking at where we have fear of expression of full authentic embodiment, which is, you know, something we'll need in our toolbox for the next chapter. So as we move through the space where things are direct and we have sort of access to more mobilized energy, we have the ability to respond and work with the universe in a more direct way. It's important to remember that this also brings up any shadow around how we feel about our agency, about our capabilities and our abilities to to do what we need to do, to call in what we want to call in, to cross through these fear thresholds. And I do believe that that really begins with a strong, resilient nervous system um, through a lot of awareness around what's occurring within the body and the ability to be present. If you're still feeling like things are moving slowly for you, just trust that you are on your own timeline. If none of this resonates, trust that you are on your own timeline. There's this energy interacts with each of us differently. And you might still be sort of like moving through a lot of the past. You might still be processing through a lot that feels like it's looping. Um, And that's okay. It's important to remember that you are on your own timeline and what's unfolding for you right now is in preparation for where you're headed. I know that this, this full moon in Leo was activating for a lot of you. So just allow yourself to stay with what you're experiencing for as long as you need to until it moves, until it moves through you, until it, the charge is released. And just remember you are the co-creator. And so you get to change and shift the experience that you're having. The card I pulled today for our, our channeled message is the moon card from the, the untamed elemental deck 
And this card is all about devotion, which I loved because we're really focusing on what we're devoted to, where we're, you know, leaning into more discipline, where we're putting our attention and our energy. And so it says the moon orbits the earth with devotional influence. Her phases symbolize immortality and eternality. She pushes and pulls with benevolent force, maintaining steadfast, universal alignment for all. Moon shapes tides in stone, blood and bone, while the luminosity she offers stabilizes planetary climates and imbues us with wisdom of her ebb and flow. Like the goddess herself, she is ardent and tender, a perfect reflection of light and a natural amplifier of dark. Moon summons your devotion. Your orbit is profound and necessary. Your intrinsic merit nourishes the lives of many, even if you don't realize it. Moon asks that you take stock of where you are placing your loyalty. Is your devotional energy aligned with your values and desires? If so, Moon invites you to deepen into your commitment with the conviction that the returns will be great. If not, Moon asks you to reorient your gravitational pull to align with more fruitful uses of your devotion. When it's balanced, you're nourished by your efforts, skillful loyalty. Imbalanced, you put precious energy into a void, loyalty without reciprocity. And to bring into balance, notice where you feel depleted in life and shift priorities. And I really love this because we've been talking a lot about discipline as devotion and the importance of sacrifice and discipline in where we're headed. Also with thinking about devotion as what we're placing loyalty where we place our attention and our energy really is where we're showing devotion so it's interesting to sort of reframe that a little bit i think that's helpful at least for me to sort of think about it through that lens that wow when i'm giving something so much energy i'm really devoted to it and when i think about devotion i think about commitment and love it feels really important You know, it feels very meaningful. And so just notice where, where you're placing your energy, what you're focusing on, where you want to shift. And are you placing a certain level of devotion to that space? Are you devoted to incorporating discipline and ritual and ceremony around what it is that you're wanting to create, whether it be more love self-love, self-worth, creative energy, projects, relationships, abundance, wherever you're focusing your energy, just notice, are you devoted to the highest timeline or are you devoted to staying in the loops, you know, staying in the past? And lastly, just trust your timeline. Thank you all so much for being here, for listening to this channeled message, to this weekly forecast. Um, It's just, yeah, I just love you all so much and I appreciate you being here. And as always, just have to pinch myself that I get to share on this, you know, in this way, on this, on this channel and um, so, so grateful. So thank you as always for your shares. Sharing on social media helps so much as does writing review, subscribing, all the things that just 
help this podcast stay um, aligned and it helps me, you know, create it since I don't have ads or sponsors or anything. So thank you. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week. Stay connected with me on email, social media, and I look forward to connecting next week.